pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome back to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down today's games for you guys. We have a nice 15-game slate. I think this is the first one we've had all year long, so a nice, healthy amount of games. Should be a lot of fun for cash games. Same with tournaments. I don't think ownership's a thing. Uh, Just going to start it off, I'm throwing ownership completely out the window. I really don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. So, yeah, no need to worry about that on today's slate. Uh, We're sponsored by Fantasy Draft. We'll talk uh i'm gonna talk DraftKings pricing just because it's easier for me to go through that way and it's very similar to fantasy draft but uh head on over to fantasy draft make sure to play over there you don't have to roster terrible catchers and other like terrible infielders that you don't want to play that's the great thing about that slate there's a lot of flexibility over there so uh, head on over and check that out uh and again like it's it's a great site if you want to mash in a ton of first baseman that's always great i know yesterday's slate was one that you could do that so hopefully you guys were able to jump on over there and do that we have a 15-game slate today again, so let's dive right in now, and we're going to go position by position. Uh, let's start with pitchers at the top, and uh, it, it's such a tough call, right? We have three absolute aces on the mound, uh, basically four, I should say. Uh, don't want to forget Syndergaard, but uh, three that I'm really considering. I think they're all in play, but like for cash games, it's really going to be, be between Scherzer, Kershaw, and Verlander, and which one do I take? Here, it's tough. It's like... We have Kershaw and uh, Scherzer, who are definitely going against pretty good offenses. But uh, then you have Verlander, who is not in that like name group of Kershaw and uh, Scherzer, right? When you think of Kershaw and Scherzer, you're thinking of like, them as like, probably one and two in the league almost. And Verlander, he's a top pitcher, right? He's up there, but you don't really start with his name like you do with Kershaw and Scherzer. So uh, I don't know. I feel like people gravitate towards their name. And then I'm kind of gravitating more towards more so towards Verlander. I like the matchup. I mean, the White Sox against righties, it's been a known matchup for a while. They just target, target, target. Uh, he's the guy that I'm going, but it's tough because it, it tons of things could change, could change my opinion, right? The weather could change it. Uh, we could see the umpires, right? There's a ton of things, the lineup. So I'm kind of waiting and seeing what's going to happen with that. But right now, my initial lean is Verlander here. I like him. If you tell me to pick between Kershaw and Scherzer, Oh, that's a really tough call. That that like Nationals lineup uh, is is really bad right now. It depends what they put out. So I have to like wait and see with that. But uh, I don't know. It's really tough. I, I guess uh, I don't know. I feel like I'd probably go with Scherzer if you're not telling me I don't know the lineup. Just because I love his strikeout upside. Uh, I do worry about a lot of those lefties there though. That is one of the problems. But actually, you know what? I'd probably go Kershaw. There's just gonna be too many lefties in that lineup, and I still think that Nationals lineup is going to be ugly today. Uh, maybe not completely ugly. I heard Rendon. Uh, could possibly be back today, uh, but we don't know. Like This lineup is ugly, though. Look, Trey Turner, Howie Kendrick, Harper, Zimmerman, Moises Sierra, Michael Taylor, Defoe, and Weeder. So, no, I- I'd rather go Kershaw over-, over Scherzer. I love Scherzer's strikeout upside. I know Kershaw doesn't seem like he's been the guy that he has been in the past, but I'm going to trust the uh, you know the data on uh, Kershaw like over the long run and not, not overreact. So, 
I'll say Verlander is my one, Kershaw is my two, and then Scherzer is my three. Uh, and then Syndergaard's the four at the top. But again, I think they're all tournament viable. They all have a ton of upside. I do worry about Syndergaard going up against Atlanta and the stolen base upside for the Braves. That they they have guys that are able to run and willing to run. So I definitely worry about that with uh, Syndergaard here in this spot. Let's go down to the next range, and I think we have another pitcher that I'm going to be very interested in. Uh, we have Trevor Bauer at first. He's a fine play against the Orioles. They're really good at swinging and missing. I get it, but I don't really want to play Bauer here in this spot. Next up is Chris Archer, and he's probably my SP2 at this time. Uh, he's going to be in a pitcher's park, which I think is great for him. I know he hasn't been the same this year. He's had some solid outings, but that last outing against the Phillies, we thought that it would be a, just a smash spot, right? Phillies have struggled against righties so far this year. They've struggled against righties in the past, too. I mean, it seemed like a great spot, and he blew up, right? And that happens. It's baseball. So I'm just going to just say that that Philly game was the outlier game. I feel like at 8.8K, that's too cheap on Archer. I feel like I'm at least going to get me, you know, double digits here. And again, I, I want more than double digits, but I feel like he's just a safe cash game option that you're going to want to you know, get it in your cash games here at SB2. Seems like a very easy option here. In tournaments, it might be a little different because at this point, like Archer, he could be, you know, he could be pretty high owned for an SB2. Again, I don't think ownership's a big deal on this slate, but if Archer, like in like, say one of these GPPs reaches like 40 to 50%, and again, I don't know if he's going to reach that. It's a massive slate, but uh, if it did, I think it'd be an interesting fade in tournaments, but I like him. He's the guy I think is has a ton of upside, uh, is a nice safe option. Uh, so I'm going to go with him here in this spot. Dylan Bundy, he's been a lot better, and you know I just don't like that matchup against Cleveland. Uh, I know he had a tough matchup against Boston, a tough matchup against Houston, and did really well. So if you want to take a shot on Bundy, and I don't think anyone's going to have him, I'm fine with it. But uh, that's a really tough matchup here, and I probably won't end up doing it. Bundy's a guy that I've been, you know, I bought on a lot last year, and he's a young, talented pitcher that's just going to continue to get better. And uh, you know, we're kind of starting to see that now with him. So I like buying on Bundy, especially at this price. I don't think we're going to get him this cheap throughout the year. So uh, yeah, Bundy, I expect his price to continue to go up uh, the more and more we get into the season. And uh, I want to be buying on him. It's just Cleveland's not the easiest matchup. So if you want to take a shot in tournaments, I guess so. But I do worry about the strikeout upside on, on a 15 game slate with you there. Sonny Gray against Toronto. I don't mind this spot. It, it, it's not the greatest uh, hitting environment for him, but Toronto can swing and miss with the best of them. I don't think it's a terrible option, but uh, again, I'd rather Archer. I think he's probably a better play. And I'd probably, uh, I don't know, Cleveland really doesn't strike out a ton, but uh, I'd probably rather try and take a shot on Bundy and just the way he's been pitching. But He's another guy you can consider, I think, in tournaments. Just the price there, and he, he does have upside at that price, right? We're not we're not going to see Sonny Gray seventy seven hundred uh, all season long. He'll definitely you know reach into the nine Ks at times, maybe sometimes ten Ks. Uh, so, well, I don't know. I, I just think uh, I'd rather Archer and Bundy though instead. But I get it. If, if you wanted to play it, I wouldn't talk you out of it. Just Samarge is going to be pitching. I'm going to take the stay you know stay away approach. Uh, you know wait and see approach. Uh, until I kind of, uh, you know, see how he is coming back from injury. On top of that, it's a tough matchup against the Angels. Also, Samarja, he's a guy, he struggled a lot last year, uh, you know, getting like the the little categories, the wins, just like a bunch of stupid stuff. But he was he was really still good. Like he was still getting the strikeouts. He just had a lot of bad luck. So uh, he's a guy I want to buy on throughout the season, but I'm not going to take him here 
in this spot. Uh, again, I don't like taking guys right back from injury. Same thing here with Drew Pomerantz. Uh, again, right back from injury. I don't really like taking guys right off of an injury, especially, uh, you know, we don't know what the pitch count is. That's something that we're going to have to try and uh, wait and see. Uh, it says he's going to be on a pitch count, but like they said, between 100 and 105 pitches. So, that, that, I mean, that, what does that even mean? Like, that's enough pitches where you're, you're fine with him at this price. And match against Oakland, you would normally kind of consider it. Uh, there are some righties to definitely be worried about. But in that park, you would think it would be a, a decent spot at this price. But I don't know. I'm staying away from a guy coming back from injury. Don't think I want to mess around with him. A guy I do like down here, and I think is an interesting play, is uh, Sean Newcomb. Newcomb is a guy, uh, you know, very, very talented lefty, young kid that uh, we expect to obviously, you know, have some rough batches, but, you know, he's going to be a very talented pitcher, right? He, he isn't going to be a bad pitcher, and he gets the Mets here. And the Mets are a team that we definitely like to target, uh, especially with lefties. Like, right, that neutralizes some of this power that these guys have. Uh, you know, they have the Confortos, the Jay Bruces. Those are guys that, you know, we definitely, uh, you know, definitely are worried about but against a lefty we don't worry about them a ton and if you look at Newcomb right K percentage uh 23.2 percent against righties 24.8 percent against lefties he's just a really nice young talented pitcher and for this price I definitely want to be buying in on him so uh I like Sean Newcomb here and the, the Mets they're gonna start regressing here soon so they're gonna be an offense I feel like I am going to start to target at some point so I think it's a good spot for some of these for some uh for someone like Sean Newcomb for very cheap I am still gonna like some of these bats too because again Sean Newcomb he's not gonna be uh, like you know a guy that's like you know absolute matchup proof or anything like that like a guy like Wilmore Flores who crushes lefty is gonna be interesting some of these righties I'm definitely going to have interest in but I think a guy like Sean Newcomb it, for cheap if you're looking to save some money and you're spending up on another pitcher and you're trying to jam in a really good offense uh, I understand going to him for cheap because again there's not a lot of guys down here that I absolutely love and want to go to Next up, uh, who is Jacin? I'll pass on him. Waka, no thanks. Don't think this is a great spot for him either. I know the, the Reds are not good, but I'll pass on a guy like Waka. Don't think you need to go there. Don't like the upside. Ken Hendricks and Coors, no thanks. Uh, I do think Felix Hernandez is interesting. Uh, not a guy I love, but... Man, like Texas, they can swing and miss with the best of them. Again, they're one of them. They they absolutely are, are terrible at striking out. They are really bad at it. But uh, I think it's an interesting spot to take this guy. Don't Again, don't love the game environment too because it's in Texas. But if you're going for cheap and you're looking for upside, you know, I don't hate going to a Felix Hernandez. Because, uh, again, we need to find some kind of cheap guys down here that we have some sort of interest in. So I don't hate him. Uh, would pass on Estrada, John Gray and Coors, no thanks, I don't want to play any pitchers in Coors, I never really do, Lance Lynn against the Rays, I, I'll pass on that, Eva Nova, not enough strikeout upside, I know it's a righty against Philly, but that, that doesn't sound good to me, uh, Mike Miner, I, I don't know, I'm going to pass on him, even though it's a little revenge spot, no thanks, Jason Hamill against the, against the Tigers. I know the Tigers are not the greatest offense, but I'm not a big Jason Hamill fan. Don't think we need to go there. I do like Andrew Heaney a little bit. I just worry about the K upside against the Giants, but I do think it's not a bad spot. Again, if you want to go super cheap, you have also have a run, low run total. Heaney's a pitcher that I, I do like and I want to be buying in on uh, throughout the year. So I like Heaney here in this spot. I might take a shot on him. Again, if I need a cheap guy and I'm really trying to jam in those bats, uh, he might be able to get away with it. And we've seen the Giants strike out a lot more this year, you know, against some of these uh, Diamondbacks pitchers. I believe like Ray and Corbin have had some massive games against them. So like, I don't know, there might be more strikeout upside than I'm uh, believing right now, like, you know, thinking because last year, you know, we all thought, oh, Giants, they didn't strike out a ton even the year before that. It's one of those things that's like kind of jammed in our memories if you've been playing MLB 
DFS for a while. So maybe the Giants do have more strikeout upside. And again, it's tough to use this year's sample so far because it's, uh, you know, it's very early on. But uh, I don't know. I think Heaney's a guy, if you want to go cheap, I don't mind taking a shot on him. Tyson Ross, no thanks. Ben Lively, pass. Like Norris, no thanks. James Shields, you had couldn't pay me to play him. Brandon Finnegan, uh, nah, I won't play him either here. And then uh, Koch, yeah, no thanks. Uh, I think all these guys are just kind of it for me. I think that's every pitcher that we touched on every single one. I did the Dean 78904. I talked about every pitcher for you guys, uh, and we got through it pretty quick, so not as long as the flagship show. But uh, yeah, again, I'll, wrap, I'll kind of uh, talk about it real quick one more time. We all rank the pitchers. Uh, Verlander is probably my number one right now. Then Kershaw, Scherzer, Syndergaard, and then uh, I like Archer in the mid-tier. Uh, it's tough to take shots on guys like Bundy and Gray, but I think you can if you want. Uh, if you took one of these injured pitchers, Samarja or Pomerantz, I'd take the shot on Pomerantz, but I really don't like playing injured pitchers. And then from you know 7,400 and under, I like Sean Newcomb. Uh, Felix Hernandez, I don't mind taking a shot at for some upside. And then uh, there's one more guy. Oh, yeah, and Heaney. But that's about it for pitching. Let's move on to the catcher position. Catcher is normally pretty simple for me. Uh, I, I like to, I need to see lineups. Lineups are always really key for me. So I always start off catcher by saying, hey, I need to see what lineups are. It's probably in cash games going to be a spot where I try my best to save money. But uh, I like Chris Iannetta from a point per dollar perspective, get him in cores. Kyle Hendricks is not a guy I absolutely, you know, want to target. But uh, again, it's it's a catcher that's going to be hitting high in the order in cores, decent price tag. And, and Hendricks doesn't normally go for a lot of the games. So we can get into that bullpen a little early. That can always be helpful. Uh, I just saw a funny BP, BVP stat I wanted to mention on Gary Sanchez. Uh, he has four, he's four for 19, which is terrible. But, you know, whenever he hits it off of Estrada, it's a home run. So, uh, yeah, uh, obviously makes sense because Estrada's a fly ball guy. And when Gary Sanchez hits it, uh, when he hits five balls, they normally go out of the park. So uh, I thought that was a really funny stat that I saw. But uh, if you have the money for him, of course, I always love playing him. But I don't know if I'll have the money for him today. If you are playing a Yankee stack, though, I wouldn't want to leave a guy like him off. It helps fill out a really bad catcher position. And uh, yeah, it's the Yankees are definitely going to be a stack that you want to consider and get some exposure to. So it's a great way to get exposure. It's just the question is, do you have the money? Because it feels like it's going to be tough to today. Other than those two guys at the top, again, it's going to be one of those spots where I really, and I mean, I'm saying I really, really like wait and see with lineups. Uh, like again, like Contreras and Core sounds great too. All these like great bats, but I need to see the lineups and uh, kind of, you know, take take shots on some of these guys that are hitting nice in the order like maybe a gt real muto who's really cheap gets a really nice lineup spot uh, but I, I need the i need the lineup really badly maybe those astros catchers i think they're fine too against the uh, white Sox. that makes sense but that's about it for me i i don't know what else to uh, do a catcher it's just one of those spots where even in cash games I, I wait a really long time to put it in because uh it's sometimes a key to just getting in other bats that i think are really really important and that i prioritize so uh let's move on to the next position let's go over to first base and of course the top first baseman on the slate it's anthony rizzo in course field he's a great option uh if you have the money for him you want to get him in there but i think i'm gonna go cheap instead i like a really nice cheap option and again this guy's just way too underpriced he's been underpriced all season long gets a great park upgrade for lefties it's Justin Bohr. He's really cheap around the industry. I love him in this spot. He's going to be the guy I probably get into my cash games. I just like the like the way he fits my construction. So I love Justin Bohr. He's going to be someone I get a ton of exposure to uh, where you can get him for cheap. I believe on Fandle, he's still really, he's kind of expensive over there. So I probably wouldn't play him over there. But on Fantasy Draft and DraftKings, I love Justin Bohr in this spot. 
Let's say there's also three other power guys I kind of like. I don't mind a Trey Mancini here in that ballpark. He's pretty good against righties, so I don't mind him. I think he's got some good power here. I don't mind Carlos Santana against a guy like Ivan Nova. Yeah, I think that's a fine option. And then Eric Thames, just uh, keep targeting that power and that Milwaukee offense uh, against Richard. Sounds like a good idea in that park. So uh, that'll about wrap up first base. Let's head on over to second base. And again, uh, second base, if you want to get in guys like, you know, LeMayhew and Coors, obviously that makes a ton of sense uh but I don't know. I just don't see myself being able to pay for a lot of cores. Uh, Javi Baez, if you can get him in there, sure, he's a great option, but I just don't see myself being able to have that money. If I he goes Zep Ben Zobris and he has a good lineup spot, I wouldn't hate that. He's one of the maybe so better values in cores right now, but I kind of see myself going Daniel Descalso here. Uh, again, he's I've been going him a lot this week, or Kettle Marte, one of the two. They're just really nice, cheap options against Tyson Ross, who's someone I want to you know be targeting tonight and get, get some exposure again. So I think in my cash games, those are two guys I'm really going to be focusing on here. Uh, I just think they're really nice sources of value because, again, I'm jamming in these pitchers, and there's a ton of good bats that I'm going to want to get, especially in the outfield. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that going a route like that with guys that are in a good lineup spot in a good good spot like the uh, Diamondbacks uh, I'll definitely target them against uh, a guy like Tyson Ross so those are two guys I like of course uh, Jose Altuve I think he's one of like the better spend up options here if you can spend up for Altuve that's probably the guy I would want to even over the cores options to be honest I think this is a great spot for him so if you have the money for him that's fine uh, and then that's about it though again I don't love second base on this say oh I forgot Wilmer Flores where you can get him for cheap he's gonna be a great cheap uh, value play that I might get exposure to and might actually play because I love him just against uh, against lefties it's just a good time so uh, that'll about wrap up second base though we can head on over to the shortstop position and talk about that and the first thing that really like you know looks when you look at the whole slate at shortstop the first thing that really like comes to mind is trevor story's price at 4100 again i don't think i'm getting a, as much exposure to cores as i would love to and i just think where i can find like a decent value on him i want to kind of target and i think him at 4100 is a really good price i like carlos correa if i can pay up he's someone i want to spend up on but uh gene Segura, he's a guy that i love at that price tag for cheap uh he's someone that i'm definitely looking to target if i want to go the cheap route think that he is a really good play also kettle Marte, like i said before he's someone that i'm going to be uh considering and then uh marcus Simeon against the lefty obviously have to like that uh and addison russell too nice cheap price tag against john gray probably not going to like his lineup spot that much and again i don't really want to target john gray with the righties but uh i get it he's in cores so that makes a little bit of sense uh if i get pro far you know he's just really cheap if i can get him against uh felix hernandez again i don't want to target felix a ton but i get a lefty with a good platoon spot and a good ballpark uh, i don't hate maybe going to him if you need that really really cheap shortstop but uh this is not a position that i love and i i think really targeting between like story Segura, and correa that's kind of like my like top tier mid tier and uh I guess you could say a low tier uh, plays, and that's kind of the way I would uh, categorize them. And uh, I also like Marte too, obviously, if he's batting second. So that'll about wrap up the shortstop position. Uh, uh, one thing I want to mention with shortstop is if you're doing a stack, just like put in whoever the shortstop is, as long as they have enough pop. Like uh, in the Brewer stacks yesterday, I loved going Orlando RC, and he ended up putting up a home run for a decently low ownership. His ownership was higher than I was hoping, but uh, it's one of those things I like to kind of when I make my teams, uh, you know, just throw in the shortstop from the stack, even if they're the bottom of the order and it helps make your team a little different as long as they have enough pop or speed to be able to uh you know help your team out so that's kind of how i like to approach the shortstop position when i'm doing my stacks 
All right, let's head over to the third base position. And, of course, if you can pay up in cores for Chris Bryant, that would sound great. I believe Naranato is still going to be suspended, so we won't have him on this slate. But, uh, yeah, I think at the top, Chris Bryant is the guy that you really want. Uh, do like also going Travis Shaw. I think that price tag is phenomenal on him. He's someone I'm going to be considering a ton. Love playing him here. I think Christian Villanueva, if you get him in a good lineup spot against, uh, you know, Koch, uh, I believe this is – I believe this is a bullpen bullpen game, and he's not really going to be pitching a ton, right? We're going to get a you know <clears throat> a mix of guys. He just got called up from AAA to replace Tyron Walker, who's having uh, Tommy John. So I'm not expecting him to be super stretched out. So I think some of these Padres are going to be pretty interesting on this slate. So uh, Villanueva is pretty cheap, nice price tag. So I don't mind going to him. He's someone that I would uh, definitely be considering on this slate. Uh, again, I talked about the scal, so he, he's second base eligible. I'd probably rather play him over there rather than at third base, but if you want to slide him in at third base, you can easily do that as well. Uh, I think that's a perfectly fine route to take. Adrian Beltre is just too cheap at 3300 Again, I don't really want to target Felix too much, but it's a really cheap price tag for a hitter like him. Also forgot to mention Wilmer Flores. He's another guy like Descalso. Eligible at a couple different positions. You can easily slide in Flores at the third base position if you want. And then two last guys to mention. Uh, I like Devers and Bregman's price tag. I just think they're kind of too cheap. Uh, you know, maybe like $300, $400 is a little too cheap. So I like them there too. And there are some offenses that I think you should be willing to target, right? Boston, they've just been so hot. So if you're stacking up Boston, I wouldn't want to miss out on him. And then a guy like Bregman too. If you're playing that Houston offense, I wouldn't want to miss out on him either. But that about wrap up third base. Let's head on over to the outfield and talk about that now. And if you haven't listened to my content when I do the outfield, I talk about pretty much every outfield. So uh, hang on tight. I go position by, or not position by position, but I go team by team with the outfield. So if you look at the Royals outfielders against Fulmer, I will pass on all of them. Don't think that they are too necessary. Look at the Tigers ones against uh, against Hamill. I think if you're doing a stack, of course you want to have Castellanos and Martin in it, but that's about it. You don't really want to play any of these other guys as one-offs, I don't think. Next up, we got the Blue Jays outfield. I don't really think this is one I want to mess with here against Sonny Gray. I'll pass. Uh, Yankees outfield, though. Love that outfield. Uh, you know, Gardner, Judge, Stanton, Hicks. I'd load up on all of them here against Estrada, against Flyball Guy in Yankee Stadium. Sounds like a good time to me, especially with the wind blowing out uh, 15 miles an hour. So like that Yankees outfield. Cleveland Indians outfield, I don't think I really need any of them. Uh, wouldn't hate maybe Brantley as a one-off for cheap, but I don't think you have to go there. Uh, Orioles, I would probably just go with Mancini. That's really the one guy I would like i uh, wouldn't mind adam jones too if you want to do like a mini stack of those two and add in like a machado i wouldn't hate that and kind of round out your uh you know three-man stack that'd be fine pirates uh yeah i don't know i just don't think i need to go these guys on this slate so i will pass on them if you want to go reese hoskins on the phillies as a one-off i think that's fine you can do that on almost any slate uh i'm always down with reese hoskins but uh don't really want to target many too many guys against nova so if you got like a nick williams for cheap i wouldn't hate that but it just depends if he is in the lineup Twins, I don't think I need to play any of these lefties against Chris Archer. I know it's obviously not going to be, uh, you know, the best spot for Archer with all these lefties they're throwing at him, but I still want to believe in Archer's upside, and, uh, you know, Vegas still believes in him, so I'm going to believe in Archer. Don't want to play any of these Twins outfielders. The Rays outfielders, I just don't see any upside here against Lance Lynn, so I'll pass on those lefties, even though they have the platoon split, uh, so no thanks there. Uh, 
for the Mets outfielders, uh, you know, these lefties, I really don't want to be playing here. I don't think Jay Bruce will actually probably be in the lineup. Uh, Rotogrinders, why not pay shows Juan Ligaris, so that makes sense. I don't want to play Ligaris either. I, if I played any outfielder here, it'd be just Cespedes as, as a one-off, and that's it. Uh, I don't really like these Braves outfielders either. Just I know they're le all left-handed, but uh, they're going against Noah Syndergaard, and that's a difficult matchup. Seattle side, uh, D. Gordon, uh, I'll pass on him. I think uh, going Nelson Cruz against a lefty is a great idea. Is a nice uh, one-off uh, one-off power option. He's cheaper than he should be. So, uh, right, we don't, we're not going to get him like this all season long. So if you want the discount now, don't mind that. And Mitch Hanniger, he hits lefties really well too. So uh, I don't mind getting him here in this spot. Texas side of the ball, uh, I don't know. It's just, I get it. They have some good lefty bats in Gallo, Mazzara, and Chu. But again, I'm not just not trying. If you want to do a stack of Texas, I get it. I guess it could be solid, and there is upside there. Uh, Felix is a guy that I, I kind of think is an interesting, uh, you know, SP2 in tournaments. But again, uh, looking at that lineup, it is kind of scary with what that, what that team can do. But they can also swing and miss also, but. That's it for them. Houston Astros, we have George Springer, like him in this spot. You know, Josh Reddick, Marvin Gonzalez, all of them, even Fisher, they're all in play against James Shields here and the White Sox. So like to target these Astros outfielders. They're going to be a great guys you want to get exposure to as one-off in your cash games and uh, load up on in tournaments. White Sox outfielder going up against Verlander. I will pass on all those guys in this spot. Uh, against Chassin, uh, you know, I, Lewis Brinson, he was obviously vengeful and hit two home runs yesterday. If you want to ride the hot bat and you're stacking the Marlins, I probably wouldn't leave him off just because he's uh, swinging a hot bat. And I would put, like, Dietrich in there. I wouldn't be playing J.B. Shuck, but you're probably not playing a Marlins stack on this slate. It was more viable yesterday uh, on such an ugly five-game slate. The Brewers side of the ball, though, I like all these guys against Richards. I think Kane, Yelich, Braun, even if you get Santana in there, all of them are going to be viable in cash games and in tournaments. Reds outfield, Winker, Duvall, Hamilton. Uh, I don't really like them a ton here against Waka. I think I'm going to pass on these guys. If you wanted, like, you know, if you wanted them as, like, cheap guys, like, to just, you know, one-offs here and there, I wouldn't hate it. Like, maybe a Duvall for power in tournaments, and maybe uh, if you had, like, Billy Hamilton batting towards the top or a Winker batting towards the top, you just need a cheap outfielder. But it's a 15-game slate. I think we'll have enough value where we don't really have to do that uh, today. Against Finnegan, I don't hate going these, uh, you know, these righties in Fowler, uh, Fam, and Ozuna. I think if you did that, that stack, it's going to be pretty contrarian. And, you know, Cardinals have a pretty solid run total here. Uh, it's over five, and, you know, one thing I talk about all the time in tournaments is just one simple way to be contrarian is just play all the same outfielders from the same team. If you're playing Fowler, Fam, and Ozuna, no one's going to do that also. They're, they're, someone's going to be like, oh, I'll take Fam and Ozuna, and then I'll uh, add in this like really great outfielder that I love and I have on a lot of my teams. People will just do that. Or they'll be like, oh, there's too good of a value in the outfield. I can't not play him, like some 40% owned guy. And then uh, you know they'll put in Fam and Ozuna. That's just something that uh, people will do. It just happens. So, uh, Cubs outfield... I wanted to mention there's going to be some weather in this game, and that's something that we I haven't talked about yet, but we're going to have to watch for. The game is currently listed by Roth as orange-yellow, so that's going to be interesting for your cash games and tournaments. Could make the ownership solo on cores and be really interesting in tournaments, so uh, watch for that. But in the outfield, again, this is not a team I want to target a ton, but if you force me to pick anyone, I think Charlie Blackman's in a pretty good spot. I like Parra's price tag. He's someone I'm going to be considering in cash games just because he's so cheap at 3.2K and gets you nice cores exposure. And then, uh, you know, Jason Hayward, if he gets a nice lineup spot, he's only 3K, so that would be nice, but he's kind of buried in the order. Uh, and then, I don't know, that's about it, though. I don't want to target uh, Don't want to target this uh, game too much. I think in tournaments, it's fine to stack it up all which ways, but uh, in cash games, I'm worried with the weather, and a lot of these guys are kind of priced up for my liking. 
Next up, we have the San Diego Padres, and I think there's some pretty interesting outfielders here. Uh, you know, I don't mind going to a guy like Cordero, Franchi Cordero. If he's in the lineup, he's going to be fine play. If we get uh, Hunter Renfro, I like him. I think he's in a pretty good spot. Spangenberg, even Perella. I don't mind these Padres. I think they're a, kind of an interesting uh, contrarian stack on this slate. Uh, don't love them, but I think uh, just the idea of the bullpen game is obviously appealing against a guy like Koch. I don't know much about him, so uh, I'll have to listen to some other people to kind of like guys like Cardi who, who in like Cheese who know all these young guys coming up. Uh, you know, on the Diamondback side of the ball against Tyson Ross, have to love Peralta, Pollock. Think they're all really good plays. Uh, I think those two guys are definitely you know. Guys, you don't want to miss out on your Diamondback stacks. Uh, who's hotter than Mookie Betts? I really think no one. If you have the money to spend on him, I'm not going to talk you out of it. Uh, like Benintendi, you know, no argument against J.D. Martinez. Preferably it's a lefty, but he's obviously someone to consider in your stacks as well. If you're stacking up Boston, uh, I wouldn't want to miss out on those outfielders, so uh, definitely get them in. Against a lefty, a guy like Mark Canna at the top could be an interesting value play. Uh, Chris Davis with a K, he's he's obviously in play too, but I don't know. That doesn't feel like an Oakland Athletics day for me, so I'm probably going to pass on those guys. Against uh, Andrew Heaney, I think a guy like Andrew McCutcheon is an interesting option. He's just way too cheap for being against the lefty, so I think he's someone that I would consider. has a decent value play. Uh, you can definitely get in your lineups. I could easily hit a home run, so I don't hate him. And then uh, against Samarja, you know, if you want to play Angel Stack, go for it. But it doesn't seem like the right night for me to do it, so I probably uh, probably won't. But I, I don't know. I normally at least make one like low dollar team that I stack the Angels up every single day because I love this offense. So uh, I'll probably have one of those just in like a low dollar tournament, and that's it. Even though it is against a guy like Samarja, but uh, I, I don't care. I'm stacking them up every single day because uh, they're they're just such a talented offense. But if you want to play Trout and Upton, of course, and Calhoun, I wouldn't argue against it. Uh, and then this last game, obviously, probably no outfielders here for me. Uh, just against Max Scherzer and Clayton Kershaw on a 15-game slate, you don't need to target those pitchers. That's just a dumb idea. So we don't need to do that. You're not winning money if you're going to take that approach. So uh, that'll about wrap up the slate for you guys. Uh, definitely think this is a really fun slate. Excited. Uh, and there's still a lot more to come, guys. There's lineups to come out. There's umpire data. There's weather. There's so much more to come. So uh, stay tuned for all that on our Grinders live shows throughout the day. And then don't forget, we got NBA playoff action. Uh, I'll be doing the show with Andy means in the premium section so if you're a premium subscriber uh check that out should be a fun time and it's, it's just a great time of year with all the playoffs going on so again thanks a lot for joining me for me travis mangone i am out of here lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this father's day we do it right too with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 US only.